The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. In a fast-paced world... Every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. Hey there, buddy. Don't forget, there's plenty of Last Podcast Network merch available over on lastpodcastmerch.com. We got shirts for all of your favorite shows like Wizard of the Bruiser and Page 7 and No Dogs in Space. And of course, plenty of stuff for Last Podcast on the left. Go to lastpodcastmerch.com. Thank you. Like you can't do anything right, so why even try? We're all gonna be worm feed anyways. Why be hopeful? We're just a sack of meat with rotted dreams, maggots feasting on misery, a walking failed abortion, a pile of dog shit. Well, you know what? That's actually pretty normal, and a lot of people feel that way. And it's called being hopeless. And your lovely host, we're going to talk about it because we've been there too, baby. Life is for the living and you're stronger than you think. And you know what? The phoenix rises from the ashes. So welcome to the brighter side, baby. Yeah, a uh, six, uh, I, I got to say that it acts, uh, was, how did you put it, the abortion? A uh, walking failed abortion? A walking, that's a, that's a successful life. Oh, right. It's, it's a human that, that that beat abortion. Oh, I guess not successful with the mommy. Yeah, not successful with the mommy, but the, the baby <laughs> loves it. Pull it out of her like alien. <laughs> <laughs> sure, it's got a hole in its head. You know. <laughs> An extra one, a fifth one. <laughs> How many holes do we have? Two for the eyes? Two no. eyes, two nose, a, a mouth. mouth. That's five. Then two ears, that's seven. Seven. So we're talking eight, nine holes in this pee pee hole, butthole, oh, yeah. vagina hole. Yeah, belly button. Oh, shit. Yeah. People we're, love holes. We're just like a pincushion. Mm, yes, holes. <laughs> Great Disney movie. Check it out. <laughs> Digging holes with Ben Affleck. It's not what you think it is. I tell you what, I was doing research on Afghanistan and I went on Reddit and there was this site called Afghanistan Gone Wild, mm-hmm. and it is not the news coverage you think it would be. No, what is it? it's just a bunch of uh, you know what ladies. It it's a bunch of classy women. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. Well, you know, sometimes you gotta go wild. You do. There was a tagline, <laughs> the U.S. does not want to pull out of Afghanistan. And I was like, all right, what's this? And I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, another, another disgusting pun. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, Reddit. <laughs> oh man, yeah, no. Um, yeah, this show is about helplessness, hopelessness. Uh, because 
The world's crashing around it's you. It's going like, around. It's going around. I think I was feeling that way the other day, and I talked to you about it, and then you were like, oh, I, I resonate? What's that word? I uh, agree with you. You agree. <laughs> resonate, that's the word. Yeah. And I think it's going around. Like the tweets I read, the people on social media, I think a lot of people are feeling hopeless. Well, I was. it was the other day, and you know, it, the news is overbearing. Too much. It is, and right now, I mean, it always is, but like the last couple of weeks have been like an extra shit sandwich, <laughs> you know, like, cause, yeah. and it's all stuff that's couldn't be more out of our control. I can't go and d- fix the Taliban. No, 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 no. They don't want you around. They don't want me around. <laughs> They've already kicked you out of there, actually. <laughs> <laughs> They either don't want me or they really want me around. Yeah, it's one or the other. (laughs) And if they really want you, then you won't be there for long. No, no, I'll have knives for hands. Yes, yes, and stones for eyes. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, the Afghanistan thing is so crazy, and it's like, you know, I can have an opinion about it, and I do have an opinion, but the truth is, it doesn't even fucking matter because it ain't going to change nothing, no no matter what my opinion is. No, And that is the helplessness that we're addressing today. And I look at Afghanistan, and yeah, it's so depressing. And I can't, I just want to help everybody, but there's obviously, like, I can call a senator, but, like, Lord knows they ain't going to do shit. And, and so I'm, I'm losing my mind on what to do, and then I, I, I keep searching through the news, and it's like, Haiti had an earthquake, and they killed the president, and, oh, like, God. there's hundreds of people dead, and Is there's a tropical storm on the way. New COVID like, thing. Yeah, there's a flood in Tennessee that killed 20-something people, and they had new COVID, Florida and Texas, my home, is being torn apart. My best friend from childhood just got COVID because the kids aren't wearing masks in the school and he's a teacher. You know, so it is just like it's it's making me crazy. And it's yeah. it's and I was talking to um, Cena's wife, Cosmo, and she was like, Everything that's happening in Afghanistan is so sad. And I'm like, Yeah, but like not a but, but it's just everywhere. It's everywhere. Malaysia, uh in fucking uh, Honduras and El Salvador are kill factories. Oh yeah. Well, you know what? And this is going to be an unpopular opinion and I might get heat for this. Mm-hmm. But we are more aware now of everything going on in the world, but I think that we are at one of the more peaceful times. We're not living through a crusade. We're not living through yeah. a civil war. There's not like here. Here, I guess here. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm very privileged to say that, but it's not like, we don't have invading troops on horses with swords. Yeah. No, it is, very, it is very true. And that shit goes down. Black Plague, that was bad. Yeah, that's very bad. I mean, like, I, I mean, I think I talked to, like, I think I brought it up on the show before. I met these women from Eritrea. It's a- Where's that? It's a country um, next to uh, Somalia, and it's just these women, they- walked through fucking countries they like walked through them and they got on a boat from uh, to italy from africa and you know there's only one way to get that ticket you know and then they walked from fucking italy all the way up and caught another boat to america or like when i say america like i'm talking about guatemala and then they walked from guatemala all the way through mexico and then they get to the border and we throw them in prison and mm. when I met them, they were in a homeless shelter and just doing anything they can to have a job so they don't get kicked out of the country and trying to prove that they're worth giving asylum to. And it's like, what am I, what do I couldn't, you know, only thing I could do was talk about it. Yeah. And it makes me crazy. And I, and I think about like 
yeah, all like, the major what are you problems gonna, that we have. All the major problems. What are you going to do for those, like you, Ed, personally, what can you do for those ladies? You can make jokes and like to make awareness, not like making fun of them jokes, but yeah. like, just to raise awareness. But at what point is raising awareness enough? I mean, we've raised so much awareness for everything. Too much awareness. We've raised too much awareness. Yeah, all it is is us all screaming at each other and getting mad. And I, and yeah, there are things you can do and we're going to talk about that. Uh, to help deal with your helplessness. And we're also going to talk about some uh, some times when we felt helpless in our life and how we got through those situations. Uh, but, and how that made us better people at the end, I think, in yeah. my opinion. No, absolutely. And, you know, obviously this COVID thing is so overbearing. Uh, we thought we were done, you know, like a month ago. We're like, no. yep, it's over. And like, and then we're just all getting our ass handed to us all over again. Damn. Was it bad the thing I just said about how we're living in one of the more peaceful times? Now I take that back. It is peaceful. Now I take that back. I mean, you can. I mean, well, <laughs> think about it though. I actually, I was, I had a similar opinion. It's like, you think about the 60s and the civil rights movement Ooh. through the 60s. I mean, they were just straight up shooting all the leaders. Yeah. You know, both of the Kennedys, uh, Malcolm X, Martin Luther King, you know, you got shot if you stood up. Yeah. You know, and so, yeah, it is a little better now. You know, there's no nom, you know, and but there, there are other wars, but it is, it is tough. There is no denying how tough it is right now. And it gets, it makes me depressed. Yeah. I sit there, I, first thing I do is I wake up, I, 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 fly through my four or five news apps and I read everything that's going on and it's just disaster after disaster after disaster and then people mad at each other and yelling at each other and then random murders and then, you know, and then Charlie Watts fucking dies, the great oh drummer of the Rolling Stones, my favorite band, my drummer. My it's favorite. a cherry on top of the shit Sunday. You know, and it's just, and I'm watching like, and I'll, I'll get into this a little later, I'm just watching so many people I know die. Yeah. Like no one, I, I I mean, my, granted, my father did die this year, but like no one I'm like super close to, but it's like this new weird emotion where I've just known like 15, 20 people that have died this year. Well, when people keep telling you like, oh, your great aunt Mabel died, oh, the milkman died, yeah. oh, Harold down the street died, like you don't know these people personally, but it's bad news, bad news, bad news. Yeah. You feel hopeless. Yeah. Yeah, no. So it's been a lot of time. And the, one of the things that I feel... The most hopeless and helpless about is uh, our prison system and people locked up in prison with uh, with nothing, you know, with no chance inside of getting out. And they're in there. And the worst part is people who are in there for drug charges, nonviolent offenders, people in there for marijuana crimes, which is totally legal now. Why are they still in prison? Yeah, well, because it's not legal everywhere and it's not legal federally. And so a lot of people are still in jail. And so um, I wanted to do something about it. And You're so, doing something about so it. So we put together this. It's the Great Mugshot Roast. Uh, it's a benefit for the Last Prisoner Project. And it's going to be on Sunday, uh, September 12th, 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific. And it's all presented by the Last Podcast Network. It's going to be on the LPN Twitch channel. And the Last Prisoner Project, if you don't know, is a great organization that works to get people released from prison off of marijuana charges, and they also help incarcerated people in jail for marijuana charges assimilate back into society. Uh, of course, uh, none of this stuff is free to do this stuff, so we're trying to help them out and cover some of the bill. Yeah. So we're going to do this benefit. Uh, the, the show is going to be free. This is going to be all your favorite people on it, and we're going to roast some mugshots, 
And when it comes to roasting mugshots, you remember, Amber, you remember on Roundtable, like we'd always roast around mug, people's mugshots to the news stories. We're like, oh, this guy looks like, who's this turkey neck piece of shit? Yeah, you know, yeah, he looks yeah. like he could swallow a, a Volkswagen, you know, stuff like that. You know, because mugshots are always hilarious because they're a picture of you on your worst day. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, they tell you not to smile. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Or you get people who do get in trouble. And so, but so what I wanted to do is I wanted to I'm like, take it back to the round table days. So some people mentioned it on Facebook that we should do a show where we roast mug shots. And I'm like, that's a great idea. Let's raise some money while we do it. But we also realized that just like, I don't know. One of the things I hate in comedy is punching down. And so, you know, when it comes to mug shots and I granted I've done this my whole career is just like make fun of goofy pictures on the internet. Oh yeah. People, you know, but like, I don't want to do that. This is is a benefit to help people. And so you guys, the fans, uh, have already sent me a bunch. I'm looking for more. Sent me their own mugshots of when they were arrested. And they're volunteering it. And we're going to roast those mugshots. And so they are giving. If you can't give any money, you can at least uh, give me your mugshot. Hey, that's and, great. Uh, uh, we'll roast it for you. I mean, uh, I'm going to have Kissel, Marcus. Uh, you're going to be there. Uh, hopefully Holden and Jackie. Henry's definitely a part of it. And um, uh, we're going to have Jeff Ross on it, the Roastmaster General. I'm getting a bunch of... Uh, uh, and then, like, the main thing is we're going to... Everyone's going to roast my mugshot. And then we're also going to talk to a bunch of people who are, are uh, experts in this whole thing. Marijuana experts, uh, people, uh, prison experts, yeah. and we're going to listen to some music, too. That's good. Yours looks like a uh, romance novel for cheesesteaks. <laughs> <laughs> is that long Fabio hair? You're hired. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, so... Hit us up. I actually started a email address. So if you have a mugshot and you want to send in to get roasted, uh, you can send it to mugshotroast at gmail.com. Uh, send me your name, um, why, uh, what you got arrested for. And uh, if you can, uh, a, a little proof that it's you, because I really don't want to make fun of strangers. Yeah. If you don't mind, like, I don't know, link me to your Facebook page so your face at least looks the same or something. Because I, I, I truthfully, I just. I ha don't want to punch down. This guy, he, I bet he ruined his life. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah. This guy was caught stealing milk for his child. Ha, ha fuck him. <laughs> you know, so it's just like, I don't want to do it. So volunteers only. Um, but we got a lot already. We got enough already. So, uh, so, but we'll take some more. So if you got a mugshot and you want to get it roasted, send it over to us with your name uh, at mugshotroast at gmail.com. It's going to be great. Uh, and what a positive way to use the internet, Ed. Thank you. What a pot, because that the internet can be a death machine. It's so mean. It's so mean, but you can also do stuff like this on it. Yeah, and we can still be mean. We can still we be can mean. We can still be mean. It's all for a good cause. <laughs> Being a piece of shit to raise money. And uh, speaking of uh, doing some stuff for yourself uh, when you're feeling helpless, uh, come check out my movie, How America Killed My Mother. It's my revenge tale. On uh, after uh, my my sweet mom, Mama Kathleen, passed away. And we'll be playing it live in Deerfield Beach, Florida. So come check that out. It's going to be at the DB Cinemas on Labor Day, September 6th at 7 p.m. How America Killed My Mother. Uh, if you're in South Florida and you want to come by, we're doing a big old showing. And after the movie, Travis Irvine and I are going to do a talk back with a very special guest you won't want to miss. That's $15 a ticket. And I'm going to stick around after to say hi to some people, meet some of you. I'm going to have a lot of family there. 
and I'm going to have a lot of uh, old friends there. So please, if you're not vaccinated, don't kill my friends and family. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. but uh, uh, and if you're feeling sick, just stay home. I don't, you know, I don't need to sell this fucker out. But it would be nice to see all of you. Um, I can't wait to show this in the movie theater I grew up in. Uh, so please come check it out. And um, how about some jokes? That's right. And also, if you're feeling sick, stay home. I wish that was attributed to like before COVID. Oh my God! Thank God that's finally a rule. Finally, I think I'm. So many times I'd go to open mics in New York years ago, oh. and comics would be like, "I've got the flu," uh, 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 on the microphone, and I was called up next. And now I'm sick. Like, come on, man! I cooked with hundred degree fevers at least ten days of my life. Yeah. You know, it's just we. No one should be doing that. I straight up told my boss. I said, "I have diarrhea." I have raging diarrhea. And he's like, sorry, put the apron on. And I would have to like go in the bathroom and shit my brains out. Ugh. But I, you know what? I give myself a, a, a high five because I didn't tell that to a customer. Well, yeah. Well, that's the, um, that's you got to get tips. <laughs> tips, not shit. So that's here on the brighter side. Of <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's hear some helpless jokes. Oh my God. When an el when elephant trainers catch a baby elephant, they'll tie it to a pole. The baby elephant will struggle for a few days, but will eventually grow into it. Being a strong, big elephant, they could easily break the pole, but it believes it can't. And I believe we can take that pole and beat the shit out of those elephant trainers. <laughs> amen, amen. Thank you. I can't believe that's a practice people do. Fuck them. Yeah, you gotta break the animal spirit. Yep. Before it even gets to realize what a spirit is. Yep. It's just a little baby elephant because it struggles for a few days. And then after a while, it's just like, oh, I guess I can't. Yeah. And it never even knows what a mother's touch is. It's fucking Why awful. Are humans like this. I don't know. We're gonna, so mean to each other. We're so mean to everything else. We're kill actively killing this. Actively baby. killing. And there's a thing I'll talk about later about this study. Maybe we should talk about it now. Talk about it now. There was a study done about helplessness, and mm -hmm. it was this social scientist in the 60s. And social scientists back in the day can all go get fucked. They would do these crazy experiments to yeah. animals and then discover like a no shit Sherlock like, yeah. like uh, outcome. So they took three sets of beagles, mm -hmm. and one was the normal, and then one was a beagle that was like in a box that was like with shocks on the floor. Mm -hmm. And then there was a third box where the beagle was tied down, so it was kept getting shocked and like, ow, ow, ow. That's a bugle. <laughs> Sorry. It's a bugle. <laughs> so then when they put them in a separate box where like they could just walk to the other side of the box and not get shocked, mm -hmm. the first two sets of beagles just walked right over just fine, but the yeah. beagle that felt helplessness and hopelessness because it was tied down, it just laid there and got shocked. <sighs> and then they said, oh, I guess you can learn to feel hopeless. Yeah, dumbass. Yeah, it's called torture. It's fucking how you keep people prisoner for so long. Some of these scientists are just like serial killers that just oh have a badge of honor. It's like when people talk about, it's like, oh, if I was a Jew in the Holocaust, I would have fought. It's like, no, you shut the fuck up. You have no idea what you would have done. No idea. Watching everyone's, your whole family getting taken from you. And like, you don't know. You know, it was a slowly but surely process. It wasn't yeah. like overnight round up into camps because then you'd be like, hold up and then flee. But it was just like slowly take away this, slowly yeah, take away this. You got to move here. I'm going to take your shit. Yeah. You know, and it's just slow. Don't worry. We're working with you. It's going to be fine. And then they murder you. Yep. And so you don't, you don't ever know what you're going to do. And especially, you know, when you're beaten down. Yeah. You slowly know? beat them down, then take away all their rights. And then they're just the beagle laying on the floor getting shocked and they can't move. Yeah. Fuck him. And I saw, sorry, I was watching this like thing, like computer thing on helplessness, this YouTube page. Mm hmm. 
and they were talking about it, but he was like way making it like nicer than what they did to the Beagles. Like he didn't say they tied them down. He just said they made them stay on the shock floor. And I was like, they tied them down. You fuck. Yeah. And then at the end of the video, he said, um, subscribe to my $20 class and I'll show you how to not be hopeless. You're fucking preying on people. No, that's what they all do. They it's the preying on the weak is one of the most popular professions in this country. Shoot them in the head. Sorry, I'm a very peaceful person. No, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. You can be peaceful and want people shot in the head because sometimes the world's a better place without some people. <laughs> you know, I'm not a fan of the death penalty. I hate it, matter of fact, but sometimes you got to kill some people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's no wealthy people on death row and that says something. But if you fucked a bunch of kids, sorry, you got to go. Yeah, yeah. We don't need you around. We don't need you here. Yeah, this is betterment go. for society. Um, all right, back to jokes. All right. <laughs> the times I feel the most helpless is when I'm trying to order food at a vegan restaurant. Oh, oh yes. I was I was sure Satan was going to be delicious by name alone, but I, I should have known it was going to taste like punishment. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, I apologize a lot, and I'm sorry for that. <laughs> no one is truly helpless. If uh, Stephen Hawking can be the smartest man on earth, a human puddle, and still be able to cheat on his wife, we can do anything. <laughs> he cheated on his wife. How crazy is that? How did he do it? He's he, rich. He's, he's rich. rich. How can he? I guess he can get his dick up. I guess that's all that matters. Oh. Um, I went to public school, so I'm gifted in being beaten up. And um, there was one day we had a tennis match with the private school, mm-hmm. and we were kind of losing. And the, the the private school kid came up to the net and he said, "Um, hey, my dad owns your dad." And then they won because we had a lot of heart, but they had nutrition. <laughs> Life is not a Disney movie. Sometimes the shitty kids win. Oh, man. I'm going to go in on private schools in a little bit. Um, uh, we always feel like uh, we always feel like I'm not doing enough to help the world. Should I recycle this? Should I wear a mask? Should I stop listening to Michael Jackson? Where do all these boogers keep coming from? I just blew my nose. <laughs> it's got a lot of boogies. I got, they're in there. They're in there. They're in there. The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes. The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. In a fast-paced world... Every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. All right. Well, I would like to talk about, if you're cool with this, some times that we felt helpless in our lives. I wrote down a couple examples personally. Uh, yeah. Once when, I, uh, once when I was a child, once when I was in high school, college, and recently. Okay. Um, but uh, you want to, I don't, I don't know if you did the same. Yeah, or... I did. I did like a couple. 
Do uh, you want to go first? Yeah, I'll go first, and I'll kind of condense them a little bit, so I'm not just waxing and moaning. <laughs> oh, my childhood! <laughs> well, we're gonna have to. I'm gonna make you find a brighter side at the end of them. So okay, great. I well, I moved around a lot, and um, we had no money in America, so it was just like the shittiest towns ever. Mm-hmm. And I remember just getting like I would just get the shit beat out of me like every day going to school because yeah. people are very tribal and they don't like the new kid, especially if I'm kind of weird, to be mm-hmm. honest. Yeah. And um, I remember laying in bed and praying to God and saying, please help me. I don't know where I'm going next. We leave tomorrow. I was told not to make any friends. I need to talk to people. I need friends. I don't know what to do. And I'm just sobbing. Yeah. I'm crying. Because like not having any friends and not like having any sort of grounding with other people and like what's relatable what's not that like fucks with you oh absolutely you know and i'm laying and i'm sobbing and i'm like god give me a sign that it's gonna get better because i was like really religious like mm-hmm. give me a sign and nothing happened i mean no yeah nothing happened well you don't believe in god i believe in god yeah well you know you also got to make your own signs too you do you know? like you know people telling you you can't make friends because you're moving soon you know truth is like you could have a fucking pen pal you know, you it's something. You know, yeah. it's like if you never make a friend, then you're never going to be good at making friends. I mean, I know that now, but yeah. at the time, I was ta- I was literally taught like don't make friends because we're leaving soon. And also, I was taught that like kindness is a weakness. Yeah. So I would come home literally with like bruises on me, and they would say, "Why didn't you stand up for yourself?" Well, I used to get that too. Like when I yeah. remember the first time when I went to summer camp at the YMCA, some older kid uh, i was like second day at camp i'm on the bus uh some older kid just came up and punched me dead in the face and i had a bloody nose and it was blood all over my clothes and i came home my grandfather picked me up and he was like he's like what happened and i was like oh well you know i got into some kid punched me and he's like you're bigger than all those fucking kids in there he's like you tell him you got two friends who got your back mr lefty and mr righty you know, you know and so and then you know and Next day, I beat the shit out of the kid, and you know, and you got popular. Uh, not yet. I didn't get popular until much later on in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I, I started to learn to stand up for myself. Yeah. And uh, but then I, you know, you regress again. You know, as soon as you don't have friends, you know, you don't want to, you know, you don't want to make people scared of you. Yeah. And so and it's so hard to make friends, and you know, once I got to Catholic school, I couldn't make any friends. I was. Uh, I was much bigger than everyone else. I was fat. I was poorer than everybody else. Um, my parents like spent all their money trying to send me there. I was from two towns over, you know, so I didn't live by anybody. Uh, my dad was Jewish. I was fat. I picked my nose. I had cooties, you yeah. know, I wasn't allowed to the, 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 the hierarchy of the school wouldn't let other kids be friends with me. So I had like three fucking friends. And, you know, it, it was like all the other outcasts and one cool kid because he was just very cool. Nick Michelski, shout out to you. <laughs> and But like the rest of them, you know, we were like, not that they were bad friends. I loved them. Mm-hmm. You know, they're truly like they got me through it. But it was just like I got picked on because I was different. Yeah. You know, and then so and it's just and it, it was it was very difficult for me. And then when I played Pop Warner football, which is like junior football in Deerfield Beach for the Deerfield Raiders, I was the only white kid on the team and I was out of place again, you know, because it was a poor neighborhood. And so like and so but this time, like uh, I, I was allowed to prove myself. And once I showed them like I, I didn't give a damn and I, I didn't think I was better than any of them, they accepted me. Unlike those 
rich fuckers in Catholic school. <laughs> and that's when I realized I needed to get out of Catholic school and go to public school where I flourished. You know, uh, when I got to public school, I was on the football team. I started doing drama. I was a student council. I fucking led pep rallies for Christ's sake. You know, it took a couple of years to adjust, but I did it. It worked for you. It worked. You figured out what worked and you made it happen. And you like you have to when you're feeling helpless, it's so easy to just like lay on the ground. Oh, my God. The weight of the world is too much. Yeah. And it's like and you got to. I mean, that's why I always say every show, be good to yourself because you got to get yourself out of these situations. You, you, because people will help, but you got to do it. Yeah. They'll only help enough. Like, you know, what am I going to say? Yeah. You got to do it. (laughs) (laughs) Megas, cut that. I don't know. No, I mean, it's true though. I mean, how did, and what, how did, when did you start making friends? High school. High school. High school. That's when I really started. I got a couple yeah. of middle school when I first moved to public school, but high school was like when I figured it out. Because that's where I had some family. So yeah. even though my family didn't, they didn't really like me, to be honest. I mean, they yeah. say they love, I love you forever. I'm like, you didn't you know, treat me like that. But um, interactions speak a lot in words. But um, I just like, I don't know. I, I, I kind of settled in a little bit. Yeah. And my parents wanted to move me again. And that was the first time I stood up for myself because we drove all the way from Louisiana to South Carolina. I believe South Carolina. It was like across country. Yeah. And they looked at the school and they said, Amber, that's going to be your new school. And I just cried. And I said, please don't send me to another school. I've been, I mean, I said it like a kid would say, but I was yeah. like, I've been going to a different school every year of my life and I am so sad and I made friends at this last school, please. And then they, they thank God they took me back. Because I would have shot up the school. <laughs> <laughs> I would have absolutely, the rage, or I would have run away from home. Yeah. And we're talking like a 13-year-old girl running away from home. I, I would be dead. That's not a good idea. That's not a good idea. I would be yeah. dead. I remember it was my, I was halfway through senior year. My dad had just lost his job because he was, you know, uh, he, no good. He was, he, he was a thief. You know, I don't know how to say it nice. Yeah. And um, and he lost his job, so he had to get a new job, and he moved to Massachusetts. And it was halfway through my senior year. He moved right after Christmas. I'm senior in high school, the year 2000. And they're like, all right, well, let's go to Massachusetts. And I was just like, what? no. No. And he's like, you're coming. I'm like, I'm 18. <laughs> I'm staying. You know, and I decided to be homeless. And it was a better option for me than going up there. My Sure, my friend's mom had like a cot in her living room for whenever I wanted to sleep in there. And my other friend's mom used to leave her back door open for me and I could just crash on the couch whenever. Yeah. And I slept in my car most nights. But I was I stood up for myself. I was like, I'm not moving to fucking Worcester halfway through senior year. Are you no. crazy? You made friends. You're on the football team. I'm Mr. Olympic Heights. I run the pep rallies. I'm like, I'm in student council. I'm not leaving. Good for it's you. not even an option. Like, and so uh, I, I didn't do it. And it was a great decision. Sometimes being homeless is the better decision. And that's kind of conflicting to say. I mean, I was homeless. Yeah. This is another time I was helpless. I was, um, and I don't think I've ever said this story on the show, but I was, me and my ex, we were visiting 
um, my mom in Mississippi. Yeah. And we were together for eight years. We were just talking about having kids. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I don't know. And he's like, I'll take care of it. I'll take care of it. And so we were kind of drinking on the back porch. My parents are in bed. And uh, we're drinking some whiskey, playing some dominoes. And he said, why don't you ever talk about that time you went to Seattle? to go find your brother. That was so cool. Cause my family's not close. And I heard, I got word my brother went to Seattle and I was like, I'm going to go find him. Yeah. I state that my mom kind of pushed me. My mom states that I wanted to go either way. I was like pretty yeah. young and I went and, um, and I said, well, I don't want to talk about it. Not good things happened. And he's like, but you found him, right? And I was like, yeah, but it wasn't that great of a time for me. And he's like, why, why you kept pressing? And I was like, well, I was raped in Seattle. Mm -hmm. And it was like pretty violent. Um, it's like, I have a lot of trust issues with people. Yeah. And, um, and he gets quiet and I said, I'm sorry. I've like held that in. I didn't want to talk to people about it. Um, but come to bed with me. I'm a little tired. Come to sleep. And he said, no, I'm going to stay up and I'm going to have another whiskey. And I said, okay, are you sure? I was like, I'm fine now. I'm with you now. We're here. And he's like, no, I'm going to stay up. I'm going to have a whiskey. He gets so drunk. He's like doing snow angels in the grass. That's what my parents say. Mm. And um, I think he finally crawled into bed at like four o'clock in the morning with me. And my mom comes bursting in because she sees all of this. And she's yeah. like, she just says, why are you drinking? Why are you so drunk? What are you doing? And then he fires back at my mom and he says, why did you send Amber to Seattle? He's like screaming at her yeah. with like a hot whiskey rage. Why did you send her to Seattle? Yeah. Which understandable, he's mad. He's, and he's hours in on, I mean- Hours. Yeah, he, and on drinking. I mean, like, and whiskey drunk, I mean, you know, you, it's once you get very angry. Fireball. It was a handle of fireball. Handle of fireball. I mean, I had a little bit in the beginning playing dominoes, but yeah. he finished it I off. I fucking hate fireball. I hate it too. Um, and then he was like, my mom was like, why is he talking about Seattle? And my ex is like screaming in the kit, like hot rage at my family. They didn't get along right from the get go. Yeah. And this was just kind of like a go go. And then I sat down, I told my mom, I was like, cause I was, I was raped in Seattle. And then she put her arm around me and said, um, Amber, you are an alcoholic. And I sat there in that moment with my mom with her arm around me, close yet so distant, yeah. saying, well, you are an alcoholic. Because that's, that's not the right thing to that's say. That's not the right thing to say. But what is the right thing to say? There is no right thing to there say. Is no, but not that, for sure. She did that right here. So I was like, okay, so family's out right now. They don't have my back. And then I look in the kitchen, and my ex is screaming at my father-in-law. I was like, so he doesn't have my back. And I was so hopeless. And I had to come back to L.A. I had three jobs. Yeah. And like the relationship is done. It's just done after that, we I don't even think we had sex after that. Yeah. And um, I was working three jobs. I couldn't save any money. I was miserable, hopeless. I would just come home and lay in bed. I was so tired. And what I did one afternoon is um, I finished my day shift working at the gym. And I had it like some hours off in the afternoon. I have a stack full of resumes. And I walk around Hollywood. And I just like beat down the doors. Because I needed to get out. Yeah. And I got a job. It took, I would say it took about four hours of just constant walking, maybe longer. But that's amazing. I also. got the job. Yeah. I got the job and then I got the money and then I was like, I can leave. And I was homeless. I was homeless for a good six, eight months about yeah. there. Better situation. Yeah. And I have not looked back and I wish him well. I can understand his like lash out. But like after that whole scenario, I was like, I can't have kids. No, no. I mean, no, you, I mean, once you lose the love, you lose the love. It's gone. You know, that's yeah. just kind of what happens. It's six feet down. It's buried. Yeah. 
No. And it was already, it, you know, it was kind of tipping, I guess. I, I kind of knew, I think, in my body, and that's why I didn't want kids. And again, no shame on him. He's living his own life. He's his own person. We're just two different people. But I will say, devil's advocate. Yeah. He was screaming because he did love you. I think so. Because if he didn't love you, he wouldn't have said shit. Yeah, he'd been like, okay. And he did call the rape hotline in Mississippi, which yeah. is like, <laughs> good luck. Yeah. <laughs> That's just like a number on a piece of paper. Like, there's nobody there. And yeah. he was on hold for like hours just drinking whiskey. Oh, God. And he just did not get along with my family. He hated them, you know? And yeah. I was just like, I don't think any of this is going to work. No. And well, I had to cut contact with everybody. Everybody. Yeah. You know, except for my friends. And then you guys let me sleep on your couch. Of course. Yeah. Because that's what we do for each other. We take care of each other. You know, and you would do the same for me. I remember when my dad died, you were one of the few people that sent me money to help pay for the funeral. You know, and <laughs> I'll never forget that. And oh, It's okay. a beautiful thing. You know, and I really appreciate that. You know, and so it's just like. You see people, when you're in a state of hopelessness, you see who will help you out. Yes. And they're your true friends. Absolutely. And that you stick by their side. And anyone who doesn't help you out, you know, and they know you're fucking destitute, you don't have to cut them out of your life, but just know who they are. Just know. Yeah, just keep that right in the back of your head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm very sorry all that happened to you. And you don't deserve any of it. Thanks. And you're a great human being. And I'm not worried about you anymore. You know, you're doing great. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm in like, and because of all that hell... Mm -hmm. I'm in a good living situation. Yeah. I know what I want. I know who I am. I know what I can go through. Yeah. You know, and if you're in a bad relationship and you're like, I don't know how to leave, you can find a way to leave. Yeah. You can do it. Just leave. Yeah. Be homeless. And you don't have to like completely change your life, you know, but like you figured out, like even through the pandemic, how to live without a, a job. And without, I mean, you have a job. This is a job. Of course. But yeah. like, you know, like, but you figured it out how to like, you know, you took to Twitch, you took to this, you started another podcast, you started your Patreon, and now you don't need any of that bullshit. No, no, and I don't you, have you're to like. Fucking, you're completely self-reliant on yourself. Yeah. And I that's was very impressive. Back. Thank you. This is extremely, uh, like, even I work for people. You know, you are self-reliant and that is, I, I envy it to no, uh, no end. Oh, thank you, Ed. Yeah. You're killing it. I like it a lot. Um, join my Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> Amber Smelson. <laughs> um, there was a time I felt helpless was, uh, uh, around the, actually around the same period that I was just talking about, like leaving high school, going into college, um, right before I went to college, like, like weeks before my dad, uh, talked me into giving him, uh, my college fund because my family was broke. Oh my, your college fund? Yeah, like he spent that. 18 years building it up and then he needed it a couple of weeks before I left because, you know, they'd wasted all the money. The family was majorly in debt, you know, and so, you know, I'm 18. I don't know any better. You know, if, you know, if I could go back, I would probably, you know, actually it doesn't, it, it turned out not mattering. And I'll tell you why, um, you know, so I get to college and I get two jobs immediately and I find myself starting to take classes without books and trying to play catch up and learn without like the proper supplies. Uh, next thing I know I'm skipping class to go to work and then a year goes by. My grades are terrible. I can't figure out calculus at all. Don't even just like it doesn't, it won't go in. I won't learn it. I yeah. just, I can't, it's impossible for me. Yeah. And then it's going to sound silly, Maybe not, but then 9-11 happens. 
Tell and, us the brighter side of 9-11. <laughs> you know, and I lost like all will to do anything except drink and watch the news. Sound familiar? And uh, I convinced myself that Tallahassee was the next target. And it was, you know, because it was the capital of Florida. And I could see the Capitol building when I opened my front door. So I, I just every, every time I looked out my front door, I would just stare at it drunk, waiting for a plane to fly inside of it because I was going crazy. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was lost. I didn't know what to do. And I was, I was like, fuck it. I'm going to go enlist in the Army. These people attacked us. I got yeah. no direction. I'm going to go join the Army. I'm going to go to Iraq and I'm going to go to Afghanistan. I'm going to go kill these motherfuckers. Which, you know, joining the army can be good for some people. Yes. Because they don't make their bed in the mornings. They they would sleep till 1 a.m. and like That was not. the thing I was worried about most. I'm terrible at making beds. <laughs> yeah, you join the army to learn how to make a bed. Yeah. And uh, well, then a very good friend of mine, uh, I honestly owe her my life, uh, Corey Dansu, uh, she made me promise her that I would wait a year before joining the army. And, and then uh, if that whole year went by and I still wanted to join... She would support me and not try and stop me. And during that year, I met Holden McNeely and Henry Zabrowski, and I joined Murder Fist. Wow. Our college and NYC sketch group, you know? And so it was just- That it, it solidified was, your life right there. Yeah. And then I realized I didn't need college. And I didn't need to go off to war. I could stay here uh, and make people laugh. And so I decided that- Fuck it, I don't need school, I don't need your army, and I just became a comedian. Kill him with kindness. A job I always dreamed of having, and guess what? You don't really need an education. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I mean, if you want to write on SNL, you should go to Harvard or something. Yes, they definitely would not take my my, uh, no. my shit. But I, also I, SNL, I you know, I don't know. Whatever. I don't care. I, I don't care. I, I'm a professional comedian. Yeah. And I use, it took like a bunch of hell. And I almost destroyed my life. And sometimes before you make a rash decision, maybe take a year and look at it and see what happens. And then you never know who you're going to meet. You never know who's going to come in your life. It could happen at any moment. It could happen, you know, it happened to me several more times in my life. You know, I met you in a random situation. And, you know, and I, you know, so it's just, it's, you know, you never know what's going to happen. Don't jump to conclusions. Yeah, and don't I'm shut so up doors. Happy. Not that I hate the military and if you're in the military and it works for you, good for you. I've done USO shows. I fucking love soldiers. I love the military. Yeah. But they're funny. I needed to not it wouldn't have been good for me. No. I'm too much of a fucking pussy ass liberal. <laughs> <laughs> well, you are now, but like were you at the time? No, I wasn't. Cuz they, you know, when you're 18, what what do you know? Yeah, right, and a, then I was a gun-toting redneck back then. Actually, yeah, actually, yeah. So, <laughs> and then they can just easily manipulate you. That's why they like you so young. Yeah, because they can just be like, "No, this is what you think now." Mm-hmm. No, it's crazy, but um, yeah. And so I was hopeless. I was helpless, and I just toughed it out for a little bit longer, and I found my life, which is amazing. Yeah, I couldn't. I, I I'm so happy about it. Phoenix rises from the ashes. Fucking ain't right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, NYC was tough with that. I got helpless in Tennessee, in, in, not Tennessee, NYC. Oh my God, in New York, so many times I would be- So poor. I did not eat for four days straight. I think I had a ramen on the third day. And you don't have like body fat. 
like see me. No, I mean I'd still be starving. Don't get me wrong, but you know I could my body could like eat up these calories and shit. Like you ain't got nothing on you. I got nothing on me because I'm a very like pay your bills first. And then any kind of fun thing you figured out later. Cause I figure like, you know, I think I got into arguments with my friend later about like, well, I had to make sure I, my rent was paid. And she's like, oh, fuck the rent. Fuck landlords. Just like live your life. <laughs> very Aquarius. And I was like, I'm not going to say that when they kick me out on the street, you know what I mean? So I'm going to yeah. pay them first and like pay my bills first. And then, well and behold, that week, like that week, I just had no money. I had no money left over for food. I think I had like this is back when ramen was about ten to twenty five cents. Mm -hmm. I had about that, and um, I remember scouring the streets of New York for change, just for more. Like I think I bought another pack on the fourth day. Yeah, uh, just another, and then I got paid that Friday. It was just I, the first day you're like, this fucking is crazy, ha ha ha. It's funny, mm -hmm. and the second day of not eating, you're just like. Cause I'm still working and taking the subway and like walking and like physically active. The second day is the hardest. Cause you're just like loopy. Yeah. And then the third day you're just like, I think you, you, your brain goes into this like meditative space. Yeah. Yeah. And you're just like, get through it. You got one more. This just the end of the day. And then those ramens were the best ramens I've ever had. Man, I gotta say COVID I got packing a ramen. I can't stop. I don't know what's going on. I don't need to eat ramen. I can afford food, but I keep doing it. I don't know why. It's so good. And was, I know I'm going to get sick if I keep doing it. So I'm just going to finish the pack I got. And then it's, it's like, I feel like I'm quitting smoking. <laughs> like <laughs> I had a pack when I was dog sitting Rambo the first night. I was Thank like, you. Yeah. I was like, ramen's yeah. You know, what's really good mm. is put a little egg in there. I did that. Yes. It's so great. You toss an egg, it cooks and shit. Feel healthy. <laughs> By the way, thank you. Amber watched Rambo while Julie and I went out of town. And thank you. You saved us. Oh, did I leave it dirty? No. Okay, good. No, you left the place fine. Any stinkiness or anything? No, no, no. Not stinky. It was, you got in it and it was stinky. Rambo's the stinky one. Oh, no. He's so precious. He is such a good boy. I love him so but much. But when I walk him, I'm always like, I, c I could never get too drunk or anything. Because I like when I walk him, I'm like, are there any other dogs around? But then I, on the, like, the, the, the next day, the day after... Mm -hmm. When I walked around, because he barks around other dogs, yeah, when sometimes. I was just chill, yeah. he was fine. But when I was like, oh my God, there's another dog, like he could I read that, that energy. I learned that a long time ago. A lot, yeah, he totally feeds off your energy. Yeah. If you're worried about him, then he's going to be crazy. And it's just, yeah, be cool. Just, they, your life is easier once you're cool. And I think that um, that goes for a lot of things and life lessons. <laughs> just, be, just be like... Um, it's so hard to say be confident because when your life is crumbling around you, <laughs> yeah, how can you just be when you're hungry and you haven't eaten in days and people your whole life tell you you're nothing? Like, how are you going to be confident? But I think it starts with um, holding your shoulders back and taking a deep breath. Yeah. I think that's about 10% of it. And then just fuck it. Mm -hmm. Also, no one knows what they're doing. Yeah. No one knows. And I think a lot of this helplessness uh, really comes from being poor. You know, like not have enough money to get by. And like, you know, like I had another similar situation. You when know, I was looking for money in the street one time when I couldn't even get to work. I couldn't afford to get on the subway to go to work to go make money. It was oh a horrible. God. I was in a horrible. It was 250, you know. And so like I got, I don't know what happened. It was just, I found a 20. Oh my God. In a, in a bodega. Like there was just a 20 sitting on top of the candy. Like someone had dropped it or something. That is God giving you a kiss just on like, the cheek. And honestly, I bought I bought a sandwich and a $10 weekly pass, or, and I was good. 
and I made it, you know, and I, and I made it back and it was good. I mean, it's like in New York was tough Ooh. for a long time. And, you know, I'd given my life over to murder, murder fist. Yeah. You know, and, uh, you know, it, it broke up my relationship that I had for years. I'd quit my office job, you know, and I was just a thousand percent in the comedy, but I had no money. Um, murder fist was killing it. We were number one sketch group in all New York City. Oh, those hot, fun crowds. It was unbelievable. Oh, my God. Those like old murder fish shows were incredible. But I'm doing it. Half of us are doing it on no food. Yeah. And Because we didn't make any money. Yeah. Any money we made just went back into props and costumes. There was 12 of us, 13 at one point. You know, and so the little money we made is just it went back in the group. We, we wouldn't even buy ourselves pizza or beer with the money. No. You know, like it was all very strict. And luckily, I was working a rec- restaurant at the time. So at least I got to eat when I was working. And truly, I don't know how I survived. Uh, We were getting meetings with all these networks and nothing was connecting. And it didn't matter how popular we became. We were just hitting our head against the wall. And and we were marketed as unsellable and untamed. Our manager actually had the bright idea of telling people that uh, they don't want us and they can't. Uh, and they, and they can't handle us. And, uh, he thought it would make them want us, but instead it just made them agree with him and not want us. Wow. Well, that works sometimes. And it did not work for us. Nope. With the Wells Fargo active cash credit card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash credit card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com/activecash. The legends are true. We're overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes. The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. And then at this time, who comes into my life? Ben Kissel, Marcus Parks, and Kevin Barnett just fall into my life. And Marcus, we just become buddies. He's like, I want to start a podcast network. And Kissel wanted to do a show with Marcus and Kevin. And then they asked me if I would join in and help and do it with them. And uh, Kevin also brought in someone uh, to do the cast. And our first meetup to record, which was this never released. And uh, Kevin's friend shows up an hour late, hammered on a date. With a date, with with he shows up with a chick hammered an hour late, uh, and we all couldn't believe it. We all yelled at him. We started recording, and he was awful. And we just fired him immediately. Yeah. And then I was like, "We're bringing in Holden and Jackie." I was like, "What are we even doing here?" You know, it's like I don't know how to work with anyone else. You guys all love them, you know. And so they came in, and we started recording, going great. Ben, Marcus, and Henry started the last podcast on the left, and without even realizing, I was smack dab in the middle. Of a fucking budding podcast empire. Oh, yeah. And I had no fucking idea. We had no idea. We were in the basement of a taco restaurant. Before that, I was in Marcus's basement. Oh, yeah. I was in Marcus. Dirt floor. He had dirt floors. Wow. Like the first 
15 to 20 episodes of Roundtable recorded with dirt floors next to a boiler. What is it, 1800s? Mike Lawrence sleeping in the corner, like, because he had nowhere to live and he was homeless at the time. <laughs> and now he's richer <laughs> than all of us. And, you know, so it was, it was great. So, you know, so it's like, you know, it was just something I started to do with my friends to blow up steam. And it started becoming more popular than the thing I poured my heart and soul into for 10 years. It drove me nuts. I loved it, but, you know, it maybe. And then you joined Murder Fist. And then we started The Brighter Side. And this show that we do truly gives me purpose. Like, yeah. You know, you know, it's, you know and, I, and I wanted to channel all the pain and difficulties of life and find the positives of them and figured a couple people would listen and we'd be able to help them find brighter sides of their life as well. It never became, never was a thing that we, we never thought we were going to make any money doing this. No. Not like we're rich, but like, it's like, <laughs> yeah. but like, you know, we never thought anything would ever come of this and we just wanted to like bring some sunshine to people's lives. And now it's fucking top podcast. It's a top 200 podcast. Yeah. And so it's amazing. And so, uh, it's a major part of my career now and I couldn't imagine a world without it. And so you, you, you just work through these things and you just put your head down and you, you know, and acknowledge that you're poor. Yes. But if you keep that good attitude and you fucking put your head down and you work, you never know what you're going to come out with in five years, six years, seven years. It might, it'll take a long time. Yeah. No, it takes a long ass time. Yeah. Longer than you want. Yeah. You're like, Lord, give me the riches. Oh my God. I love when someone hits me up when they're like, so how do I get an audience for my podcast. I was like, do it for 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> and then we could talk after that. Yeah. That's where I'm at. I didn't do anything. I just did it. And then people found it. It just takes a while, you know? So it's what it is. By the way, uh, share this podcast with your friends. We'd love to get more popular. <laughs> and if you want a sticker, I know we're going to say it at the end of the show, but we do have stickers we can give out. Uh, uh, the Brighter Side, Care of LPN, P.O. Box 470, North Hollywood, California, 91603. Yeah, that's right. Send us your self-addressed stamped envelopes and we'll send you a goddamn sticker. <laughs> and you and the sticker has a barcode on it and you put it on somewhere that people will see it and they'll They'll take the park, they'll put the little QR code on their phone, and they'll get the podcast, and it's a whole fucking thing. <laughs> Spreading love like a good disease. Oh, so tell me about recent helplessness. I know you just um you just got it, you you figured out your life, you got your living situation under control. Uh, but like what is something that's been going on with you recently? Recently, you know, honestly, sometimes my brain, and I might should go to therapy for this, mm -hmm. but I haven't. I've been digging therapy. Uh, I, uh, once a month, I'm down to. I used to be once every other week, but That's truthfully, it like even that little bit I do. I know it's like you should be doing it more if you really want to help yourself. But like even that little bit I do, just really just like I get to unload on this person, yeah. and they have to listen to me. They're like a prostitute for your emotions. Yeah, that's what a therapist is. That's right, and cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> and cheaper. Well, like we were talking about uh, being poor. So, like I was raised poor and kind of chaotic. So if you're raised poor and chaotic, you cannot make a mistake because if you don't take the chicken out of the freezer, you're not going to have dinner tonight. Yeah. If you don't remember to like turn off the lights, your bill's going to be higher. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. these little things really add up. And so when I become an adult, sometimes my brain is just like, did you do your nails today? 
Did you go to the gym? Did you clean out your fridge? You should clean out the fridge. You didn't make the bed. Okay, so now you have to read the chapter of the book. Did you read the chapter of the book that we're going to discuss? What are you going to talk about on Friday? Did you shave your legs? What about that new skirt? I don't like that new skirt. Okay, now did you think about this idea? And I just get so overwhelmed and like yeah. I can't do it. And then I'll see like, like I'll go out in the living room and I'll see like some crumbs on the floor and I'll just be like, I can't. And then just go lay in bed. Mm-hmm. For like a solid three hours when I could have spent that time working. I mean, that's everybody right now. Yeah. That's not, that is not, no offense, it's not unique. <laughs> it's not unique. Everyone's going through that shit. You know, I'm doing it. It's happening to me. I figured out, I've started working in bed. Because you just wake up sad, read the news, depressed, fucking head underwater. I'm like, fuck it. I'll just do my best to write these couple of jokes in bed. And I won't get out and I'll do my promo and, you know, it'll take me 45 minutes to write an email. You know, it's just like, like, where did the time go? I didn't get anything I needed to do done. I notice whenever I like don't think about the whole, I just think about what I do right now. Okay. So I, but I kind of think about the whole, but I put it in the back of my head. So I know I want to go like example, I want to research and go to the gym this afternoon. Mm -hmm. Right. So all I do is I just put my socks on, but sometimes putting your socks on is the hardest thing to do. So we got to get more sandals. (laughs) (laughs) yeah and i don't even live an expensive life like i do my own nails i do it all myself that's what makes it so hard it's not a treat it's a pain in the ass i think so well again like i read a reddit post it was like signs you're raised poor and it said um if you do everything yourself and like don't hire outside help like say something breaks in your house you learn how to fix it Mm-hmm. Um, instead of hiring somebody to come fix it, I will say anything with electrical wires. I'm going to hire somebody to come do it. Yeah, I'm not going to like electrical. Risk your life. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not, nothing's worth uh, getting electrocuted. That sounds like the worst way to go. No, but then I like you know if the if the house is messy, I'll clean it. Yeah. But then I notice later on in my adult life, it's surprising, and I don't want to shit on people, but it's surprising to me the amount of people that are like. Oh, the house, not even speaking of my own house, but like, oh, my apartment was messy, so I hired a maid. Yeah. And I'm just like, what? You know? Or like, oh, this broke, so I'm just going to like hire someone to fix it on TaskRabbit. I'm like, you can like fix that. It'll take like 30 minutes of your time. And I know like time is money, but Mm -hmm. they're just like, no, I'm so busy. And I'm like, you're on TikTok right now. (laughs) Yeah. Fix the Jenga set. <laughs> Get off TikTok and fix your Jenga. No, I have well, to Jenga hire somebody. Jenga sets are supposed to be broken. I know, That's or like like it. hanging a painting. Or I know. Something. I'm just kidding. I, just, I know. <laughs> I think I fucked around with the Jenga set. Or like like hanging a painting, for example. Yeah. Or like a picture. Do it your fucking self. Do it your fucking self. Although mounting a TV to the wall, I'm hiring somebody. <laughs> I'll tell you right now. Because last thing I want is to do it wrong and that TV come crashing down. I got a fucking bigger problem. Yeah. It's landing on Rambo. The TV's broken. I got a fucking hurt dog and no television. I'm a mess. (laughs) (laughs) You're right. You're right. Sometimes it's good to spend the money. But Uh, like tell that to my 10-year-old self. Absolutely. My recent um, helplessness. I mean, like recently, obviously, we all feel helpless. And a lot of times uh, the helplessness leads to anger. And I think that's going on with a lot of people right now, Yeah, you know, because I get angry. You know, I can't stand people who don't have the same fucking 
uh, ideals as me. And that ain't ever going to get anything accomplished. Oh my God. Sometimes I'll invent a scenario in my head that never happened. Oh yeah. And then you just start flipping out about it. Yeah. Like, I'm like folding clothes in my room today. Just be like, Oh fuck off. Fuck you. And I'm like, Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. What am I doing? And I like lit a candle and I was like, breathe. And I was like, I'm, I don't want to be a pussy. It was like, fuck you. I was like, who are you saying? Fuck you to, to Some nobody made up person in your head. <laughs> this never happened. Yeah. Oh my God. So many times I'll be walking down the street and I'll get an imaginary fight with someone and then I'll have the conversation with them. And then the whole thing will be like, I'll say my first sentence. I'll be like, oh, okay. Yeah, that sounds great. And you're just like, what did I get mad about for so long? I mean, damaged. My brain's damaged. Yeah. My brain is damaged. What did I even do? Yeah. And it's like, it, so with like the, but the helplessness I've been feeling lately is just the sheer loss of life. I was talking about this briefly in the top of the show that is just happening around me. And I know there's a pandemic happening, but it just seems like to me, there's a lot of people around me dying this year. It's just like my father has been the only one I've been super close to, you know, and like not all really from COVID, but it's just happening a lot. You know, like maybe I know too many people and the more people, you know, the more often people, you know, will pass away. But you know, it's just been crazy lately. I had a high school friend drink himself to death. Fireball again. Fuck, Fuck that fireball. <laughs> Fuck fireball. <laughs> I really hate it. I truly hate it. Don't drink fire. Let's get rid of fireball. It doesn't taste good. Put him on Nestle. Oh my God. Did you see what fucking happened? No. Someone's listening to the brighter side. I'm going off on a tangent here. I'll get back to the list of people who died in my goddamn <laughs> life in a second. Someone's listening to the show. We're bitching about Nestle. What happens? A commercial comes in for Nespresso. Get out. You believe that shit? In the middle of our show, Spotify sold a ad to Nestle. So and then, and then while we were talking shit about Nestle. Wow. Well, you know what? Maybe they'll maybe they'll take the shit. But what they what they're a multi billion dollar corporation. What do they care about? What do they Fuck say? Nespresso. Fuck Nespresso. I'd rather eat shit out of Rambo's ass than drink a goddamn Nespresso. For only thirty nine ninety nine, you can get Nespresso oh right delivered God. to your house. I heard that Nespresso was just a homeless piss. <laughs> 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 fucking stupid ass goddamn Nestle with your stupid espressos. We don't need your espresso. You're not from a coffee country. Coffee is the oldest drink in the world. That and hookers piss. That's... We can make coffee. Yes. Yes. And you, you, there's no goddamn coffee beans where you come from, Nestle. So stealing our water, your demons. I hope your fucking company burns to the ground. I, you, you have it out on my show. I have no control over it. And so fuck you in the ass. <laughs> Watch them put an ad right there. <laughs> Nestle, you ever want a cool, dark Nespresso? <laughs> <laughs> you ever want a liquid that runs straight through your mouth and screams out your ass? Do you ever want to not only have a cup of water, but impoverish a village while you do it? Try Nespresso. <laughs> <laughs> so I had a friend drink himself to death. Had another buddy lose a brother. I had... Four different friends lose parents. Like this is all in the matter of a couple of weeks. Uh, a friend of the family died of a heart attack. My great uncle died. You know, every time I open the Facebook app on the roundtable page or brighter side, people are losing people left and right. I'm getting direct messages constantly, more than ever. I always got them, but like now I'm getting more than ever about people like dealing with their, the loss of their mother or their their mother is dying right now, and it's just like you know I, I try to respond to all that I can. You know, but it's it's become it's become so crazy, and it's I'm, I'm getting so overwhelmed by it, and it really just like 
puts you know it starts you know you start reflecting on your own mortality and it, it's been um it's been fucking crazy and i don't i don't know what that feeling is of mourning people you kind of know yeah. you know like you know i was close with steve back in high school but you know we lost touch after the last 20 years but then I look up his Facebook profile and he's like following the brighter side. He's following a round table. He's keeping up in my career. I feel like a fucking piece of shit. You know, like if I talked to him more, maybe he wouldn't drink as much or maybe he would have drank more. Who knows? But like, you know, so it's just, you know, it's just. But he was drinking Fireball, right? He was drinking a handle Fireball a day. Man, fuck that And alcohol. it burnt a hole in his stomach and he died. Fucking painful death. I bet that's painful. Yeah. You know, so it's just, you know, I, I you know. It's going around and a lot of people are dealing with it. And I'm sure a lot of people listening to this are dealing with death right now. Yeah. And because it's, you know, more people are dying than ever before. And, you know. And if somebody just was to come up to you and be like, la la, like just pull yourself up by your bootstraps. You know, if you're hopeless, I'd want to like slap them in the face if I could lift up my arm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the rage I feel in my hopeless times when somebody's like, just come on and have a smile on your face. Yeah. Sometimes I think it's good. I've been putting on a lot of like, and I know we discussed rage and how bad that is, but I've been listening to like rageful music. Yeah. To get me out of bed. Well, yeah. Lots of peaceful people listen to metal, you know? Yeah. Rob Zombie been listening to a lot of Rob Zombie. Rob Zombie's cool as fuck. His <laughs> new album's not too bad. Yeah. Um, and I can't wait for that Monsters movie, you know? But uh, it, it's... If it helps, whatever helps, helps. Different things help different people. Me, I like when I need to like clear my head because like music is like, I don't know, I enjoy music, but it's like become a big part of my like personality. I make the playlist for people. I've been doing the radio show, you know, so uh, it's not always relaxing. I'm always like trying to find the next cool thing to put somewhere and share with people. And so now whenever I want to like, I listen to like, just like soundscapes and shit like that. Wow, and that's really, wow, wow. yeah. And just like music, I have no control over. Just peaceful, and it's like almost like I like. I've been doing a lot of Hawaiian music. That's fun. Yeah, and just like just like long, like three hour chunks of music with no words and just peaceful and like it's just it'll help. It will. And music, the vibration, um affects your body. I, I was laying outside looking at the moon and I was listening to like this hippie music that's just like a certain kind of vibration to like awaken your chakras. I started my period right then and there. Fuck yeah. Like a week early. You deserved it. Thank you. <laughs> and also a crazy thing I'm discovering, I'm trying to get back into more like humanistic, basic like color, light, sound, fire, cold. And then I know that sounds kind of rudimentary and crazy yeah. but um i just think i find it so fascinating the simpler we get like i planted some sunflowers but i painted the wall blue behind them mm-hmm. the sunflowers are growing towards the blue wall mm-hmm. i think they can read the the fractals or the 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 fractals or whatever yeah. whatever light does they can read the vibration that the color gives off and they think it's the sky that's crazy that's crazy. It's something so simple. Yeah. It's almost like the simpler you go, the more complex it is. Yeah, because that's insane to me. I think <laughs> a flower would has that much knowledge. Yeah. You know. They could just like read. That's why I always turn the plants in the house. You got to turn the plants because they start leaning towards the window. You got to turn them. Oh. And so now they lean back the other way. You know, then when they go the other way, you turn them again. You know, always always rotate those. And flowers. they're just like, I just want to grow a light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
you gotta keep you gotta keep it even or they or they start getting the floppies. I they didn't start know flopping that. over. You oh. know, so it's uh, one thing I do is always twisted my cactuses. <laughs> and I know that sounds like a dirty thing, but it's really not. And <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening to our episode on helplessness. Uh, thank you for clicking on, I'm sure, once you see, oh, helplessness. I don't want to listen to that fucking that. shit. So thank you if you made it this far through the episode. <laughs> uh, we love you so much. There is light on the other side of the tunnel. There is. Listen to music. Get into simple stuff. <sighs> I mean, really, like, look around the room and, like, name things. And really get into, like, like what's helped me has been, like, fire hot. Yeah. Ice cold. <laughs> Go back to the basics. Yes. Mm-hmm. Feet bloody. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Come see Travis Irvine and I in Deerfield Beach, Florida, showing our movie How America Killed My Mother, Labor Day, Monday, September 6th at 7 p.m. That's at the DB Cinemas in Deerfield Beach, Florida. If you're in South Florida at all, uh, come hang out with us. I'd love to meet you. And after the movie, we're doing a talk back with Travis, myself, and a very special famous comedian guest i'm sure you can guess who that person is um check out amber's other podcast someplace underneath exclusively on spotify all part of the last podcast network you have any cool episodes coming up soon you guys plan anything out or um yes natalie and i have discussed it but i don't know if i can say that publicly sorry no problem i just trying to do uh, drum thank up you. some chit chat thank you uh brighter side live on twitch second tuesday of every month the next uh 8 p.m pacific 11 p.m eastern the next one is on september 14th and just two days before that is the great mugshot you're so ugly and you in jail um <laughs> a benefit for the last prisoner project uh sunday uh september 12th 2 p.m pacific uh 5 p.m eastern that's all on the lpn twitch channel check that out uh we're gonna be getting some stoners out from behind bars and it back in the weed stores they've earned it Twitter at EddieTunes underscore at Amber Smelson at Last Podcast Network at Brighter Side LPN. Instagram, Amber Smelson, EddieTunes, Last Podcast Network, The Brighter Side LPN. Amber, you got a Patreon. Tell the fuckers about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's Amber Smelson on Patreon. Right now I'm doing a lot of like cooking tips and I'm just being very simple with it. Um, green beans. Um, I think I'm going to do some summer squash tomorrow. How nice. to roast that. And um, I'm learning um, how to edit and work on this new software I have so I get kind of funky with it. It's kind of silly but I think it will um, you know when you when you have an idea and you're like I don't know if it's gonna come to, fr- I don't know how it's gonna happen but I want it. Mm-hmm. I like just doing these stupid funky things and then maybe one day it'll be a bigger thing. Hell yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Um, Amber on the Rocks every Friday 6pm. Check that out. Go hang out with her. Uh, she'll make you feel good about yourself if no one else does. Uh, Spotify, follow me. I'm Ed Larson on there. Um, you can see a picture. If you're looking for Ed Larson's, you can't figure out which one it is. It's the one with my movie poster. Woo! Um, so check I got a lot of cool playlists on there. And the Eddie Tunes two-hour radio hour. Fun show. The fifth episode is out, and people are digging it. Uh, episode six is actually being recorded this weekend. If you want access to the show, DM me on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, and send me your email address, and I will put you on the list, and you will get the new episodes as they come out, and you will get the backlog of five episodes I've already recorded. Um, But I would share a song from one of my playlists or one of the episodes of Eddie Tunes 2 Hour Radio Hour, but this show is 
about helplessness. And I'd be goddamned if we didn't close it out with Neil Young's Helpless. Yeah. Oh, man. What a song. <laughs> Don't slit your wrist I'm in this song. I'm helpless. <laughs> helpless, helpless. Oh, helpless. Oh, helpless. All right, guys. Uh, we love you. Be good to yourselves. And we'll talk to you next week. There is a town in North Ontario Dream, comfort, memory, despair And in my mind I still need a place to go All my changes were there Stars, yellow moon on the right, big birds flying across the sky, throwing shadows on. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes. The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.